Doctor Who Fan Podcast, Episode 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we're talking about a couple older episodes. We're going to talk about The Runaway Bride which was the Christmas edition uh, right before season three. And then we're going to talk about Time Crash, a special Children in Need episode. All right, welcome back to the show. Stephanie, I'm so excited that we are almost completely caught up with the UK schedule now. Almost completely. Almost completely. In fact, I was uh, I was having a little trouble trying to figure all this out because I had seen The Runaway Bride before. And for some reason, for some reason, I had assumed in my head through some promotional pictures that the woman who played whatever, whatever her name was, uh, Donna. Donna. I, for some reason, I thought she was like going to replace Martha or something in my head. I'm like, well, that can't be because I've seen that in the past. And she and, and then <laughs> then we met Martha. I don't know what was going on, but I am so you glad. Confused. I'm so glad we did not get stuck with her. As a companion. Oh, I thought she was cool. Did you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, she was annoying. She goes, he says, blimey, you can yell. <laughs> that girl's did got she, some. Did he say yell? He said scream. Scream. Whatever. Same she deal. had, she had, it wasn't even a scream. She had a screech about her that was highly annoying. I will give you that much. I'll tell you what, I'm going to see if I can pull up her, her little thing here because <laughs> There's this little audio clip that just, wah, wah. It was horrible. Let me see if I can find it real quick because uh, I think it would be perfect. Oh, yeah, here we go. Right. That wasn't even flight. That is that is physically impossible. How did tell me where I am? I demand you tell me right now where am I? Inside the TARDIS. What? 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 The TARDIS. What? The TARDIS. That's it. That that little spot right there. What? What? It's not that bad. Tell me what? That I mean, you know. I could never handle a season of what. You'd get over it. I know I would. Yes, you would because you would get over it because you love the doctor. And the point was not to introduce her as the new companion. The point was to the point was to give him something to occupy his time in between losing Rose and finding Martha. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> I think the point was just to give us an episode for Christmas that I don't know. What do you think about the episode? Let's talk about that. This is we're talking about Runaway Bride first. So I thought it was cool. Did you? You like yeah, the episode? I like the episode. I like the, um, I like the story behind it. You know, she may have been annoying, but aren't we all annoying at some point in time? I mean, cut I her know, some slack. I know I am. Okay, but moving what? right along. What? So, <laughs> I'll choose not to comment on that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. that. So she had her flaws, but I mean, seriously, doesn't everybody? I believe so. 
but she was annoying, and I just don't think I could watch her on the show. And they're not asking you to. They're asking you to watch her for one episode. One episode, and, and they did it. They and did. And I did. And it wasn't a bad episode. I was just, all I'm, I'm just making a point. Can I just make a point that I wouldn't want to see her as like an ongoing character? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's all. I, but she, you've made your point like several times now. I have? And you still feel the need How to make How have it. I made my point several times? We're only four minutes and 37 seconds into the episode. That's the sad part about it. <laughs> and how are you any different from Donna? What? What? <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. So I liked the story behind it. I thought it was cool. The makeup um, for for the alien in this one. What, what what was she called? Oh, she Started was with an R. She was some kind of empress. She is the empress of Ragnos or something. Okay, something like that. The the makeup that that creating that creature she was, was empress, amazing. Yes. I said that part. Yeah, she has light to eyeballs. I I said that she was the empress. Yes, you did. But thank you for repeating it. Well, I was just can I. <laughs> you are snarky with me tonight. Maybe so. My goodness, great what. <laughs> I'm going to get up and leave. If you say that one more time, I swear I will get up and leave. I I am so going to go back and I am definitely going to pull that out as an audio clip. What? <laughs> I love the British language or the British language. I love the British accent, but what? <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Chef Mark says smack me. Go ahead. Your hand is not going to do. Okay? Your hand is not the part of your body that I want to smack. All right. So, anyway, liked the story. Thought it was really cool that the fiancé was was behind it. And, um, again, loved the creature. That The makeup was phenomenal. So much better than bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, a lot better you than know, bubble wrap. And um, even better than the I mean, Power Rangers Rhino to, Force. Even down to the teeth. I mean, it was just, it was it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, creatively. And the detail was phenomenal. The I loved going back to... Um, 4.6 billion years <laughs> right to see the creation of the earth uh i liked how they how they did that and i you know what i really liked okay now i fell in love with martha obviously through season three but i liked that you could still see the pain in the doctor's eyes from losing rose right and like it's a physical pain for him he was in love with her exactly yeah, there, there's no question that they definitely did um, show that he was not over her, that it was still a very fresh uh, wound as far as his loss. And um, yeah, that was definitely well played. Now, going back to the 4.6 billion years or whatever to the beginning, one of the things that, again, and we're not going to bring a huge issue of faith into um, the discussion in our TV show fan podcast, but of course... Being one that believes in a creation account and more particularly one that is is quite controversial in today's culture, uh, a literal literal translation or little literal belief of you know a seven day creation and a young earth belief. I, I will say that I believe in all those things. I'm not ashamed to believe those things. Right. 
but I am not going to tell anybody if they disagree with me that, you know, we're going to get into a massive argument argument or anything. But I will say that with science fiction television, it all seems to point around, you know, this whole idea of the earth being billions of years old and, you know, the whole idea of evolution and we came, we came from this and, and stuff like that. But I will say that if nothing else, I mean, it's true to what it believes and, and they show, you know, they did try to show this idea of how all this stuff came together. It was, I liked the way that they portrayed it. They did portray it well. I mean, they definitely portrayed that, that thought system well. I mean, they, they went back and they did a good job. And of course, you know, showing how they became the the genesis of it all or the catalyst of it all. They were the first rock. Not that they were a part of it, but but they were the center of the earth. Right. That that seemed a little um a little odd at at first, but it was neat how they how they did it. And then of course this whole corridor going all the way to the center of the earth. Um, I, you know, it was kind of neat. It just seemed a, a bit of a stretch, but of course this, now this is where Chef Mark would say, oh, come on, Cliff, it's science fiction. It kind of you know, like he did with, uh, Grey's and, and, and the fact right. that it's just a TV drama. And I totally agree with you there because this is just Dr. Who. I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's a show that's take it for what it is. bubble wrap in the it's, past, by right. golly. Now, Chef Mark's going to come on, and let's see exactly what he might want to add to this conversation. Hey, yeah, you're obviously not following the chat, because we've been chatting back and forth about this Rachnos. You know, I, I was calling her the giant crab queen, but uh, but I, I've been set right. Apparently, she's some form of spider. Oh, yeah, she's definitely a spider. <laughs> it's like, it's just so cheesy that you got to love it, but it's really high-tech cheesy, this one. This isn't about bubble wrapper. Or, or things like that. I mean, this is this one was was pretty high tech. Absolutely, the, the fact that they they had the Huon particles and, and and the fact that there was the ability to bring the TARDIS back and forth and and it it was definitely a different Doctor Who all around. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly obviously you know just to to answer what you were saying just now, uh, all of the Doctor Who stuff is based on Big Bang theory. You know, right. They're, they're, it all has to sort of fit with Big Bang in order for it to work because the whole concept is that, you know, the universe was all this one piece of mass and then it exploded and then it all sort of has been moving ever since. And so for the whole time and Time Lord and all that to work, that kind of has to be the base of it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for, for them to do a, a science fiction show based upon, you know, a young Earth 10,000 where the center of everything kind of show because then there's no place to go exploring well the whole it's the opposite in fact the whole point of a lot of science fiction is that we're this tiny little speck in this sea of uh, other amazing things and then there's just millions and millions of worlds to discover i mean it was the premise of star trek yes absolutely that uh, that that earthlings were just this small piece of it and that they were thousands and thousands of other races on other planets all around the universe and I and I think you know, despite my own personal beliefs, I can totally get in and enjoy a, t- a TV show like Doctor Who and Star Trek, especially Star Trek: Next Generation. Stephanie and I both loved that show. That was my first introduction into sci-fi. Thank you, well, Patrick I think they're, Stewart. They're both. Neither of them are are completely inconsistent, or rather, I should say, Christianity can be consistent with either of those, you know, sort of universes that they've created, right? I mean, it's just, it, it's, neither of them is negating Christianity. It's just not necessarily a piece of the puzzle. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I won't, go, I won't get into that discussion. I, I don't agree with that, but oh, okay. I, I won't go... Have you seen elements in either of those shows that, where they actually say that Christianity wouldn't, wouldn't exist? Uh, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's, it's not as if they're negating Christianity. I'm not saying that they're, that they're consistent uh, with each other. I, I would say they're, they're, that they, they both, by the premise of what they are, negate my, my personal beliefs about Christianity, specifically as it relates to the creation of the earth. Ah, uh, Okay. But, well, who's to say that God didn't also create this other stuff? No, no, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with the, with the fact the spider that spider lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, this is this is just it's a, it's a fan show for Doctor Who, not necessarily for close sounding board of faith. Though, so, but I, we, I think it's fun to talk about. So, yeah. no, I, I agree. I agree. But there are some that don't. And to be honest with you, I am one of those people that definitely do not want to debate all of that stuff. There, there are at least there's at least one person in this group that would probably like to debate it. And uh, uh. There, but there are lots of other people out there that debate it. And to be honest with you, I live in an area of town where where the creationist view, which I fully support and endorse and believe in, uh, is this. There's a big hub for it here, and it is the center of of much argument and dissension, and, uh. and 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 it's just so controversial. And and although I believe it and support it and endorse it in my podcast, I just prefer not to to get into a lot of discussion and argument I'm, and believe me i'm not i'm not trying to to actually debate it i'm just bringing up references and in fact maybe to get off this we should just mention there's someone in the chat room who has said that in the in the this year's christmas special the doctor made a passing reference to jesus's birth he said he was in bethlehem when it happened <laughs> i got the last room now, now that I have not seen yet and so that must be in the the voyage of the damned so that would be quite interesting to, to hear. And so uh, we are in the process of, of locating that episode, and we'll be discussing uh, it next week. So the so. doctor is the reason that, uh, that poor Mary had to sleep in a manger. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So anyway, let's just... <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll hey, let you get back to things. Sorry. Hey, hey, Chef Mark, check this out. All right, that's it next week. <laughs> yeah, <Aww>. what? What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, I just let you two take over. No, nope. and I'll be back next Monday. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry. That is gonna. Uh, it's gonna be hard for me to get that out of my system. Please bear with me. No. Please. Oh my gosh, that's it is so annoying. I know. <laughs> Anyway, you know what else I really loved about this episode? Tell me what else you really loved about this episode. Is um, w- when the doctor appears on the on the landing there and he has the remote in his pocket. He says, it, well, the funny thing is he says his pockets are bigger on the inside. Yeah, that was funny. I thought that was funny. Um, just staying true to his, you know, um, to his self. But his character. When he is, when he opens those those floodgates and starts flooding that room, and the water starts, you know, flooding down into the core of the earth, mm-hmm. um, you hear the empress start screaming, "My children, my children!" You can hear the children. I'm obviously they're not children, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You you can hear them screaming as well, and they cut back to the doctor, and I swear you can see rage in him. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it before. We we just saw it 
knowing that this episode comes before season three, it, it, it puts it into perspective because they're showing us that, that rage in him that we've heard them talk about before. But so now we can visually see it. And then we see it in uh, the family of blood when he leaves all of them with eternal life, which is what they wanted just pretty much in eternal misery. Um, so you see these glimpses uh, of this rage in him from, honestly, it's got to come, uh, some of it's got to come from, from just being alone and being alone, knowing what has happened to his people. Yep. And yeah, the fact that he's all alone, maybe it's like, you know, he, I mean, he gave her warning. He says, let's do this. And he, but he's like, you brought this upon yourself. You asked for this. But the fact that, you know, exactly, he, that there is something in him that is, um, you know, that, that just it, he's like, you know, I guess misery loves company. You know, it's like now you know how I feel. But he didn't completely wipe out the race, which. Uh, I think is interesting. Yeah, because he didn't the kill emperor, her. The Empress got away. Well, no, she didn't. The, they killed her in the end. Oh, that's right. They the, did shoot her because, thing um, down. Because Saxon yes. gave the order to shoot it down. By order of Saxon, that's right. Yeah. You're absolutely so, right. Which again so the is, doctor did not, the doctor did not kill her, but but she was indeed right. exterminated. Absolutely. Which is my new favorite Doctor Who word. Exterminated. Well, anyway. I could use without saying it like that. Exactly. So, so anyway, the, the interesting things here was the power of the name Gallifrey. Right. I mean, the just the just the mere mention of something related to the Time Lords. You know, I, fi- I find it amazing how, how big of a deal they made it out of it. They, they didn't call him a Time Lord or a Gallifreyan. Until that moment that in the moment. episode, it was all it's like you're a Martian, you're a Martian. He's like, no, I'm not from Mars. I'm not from Mars. <laughs> so, but anyway, something about just you know the just the name Gallifrey, and it seems that Gallifrey were the ones who had been, I guess maybe had done something in the past. In fact, I'll read from the Wikipedia. It says the Doctor manages to sneak back into the well, laboratory. She calls them. She calls them the. M- murderers of whatever they are. What right. were they called again? Rachnos. Rachnos. Yeah. She calls him she calls the Time Lords the murderers of the Rachnos. Exactly. Does she not? Yeah, something that's what I was saying. Yeah, so something like it that. It was it was the Yeah, it says as they explore half humanoid, uh half spider teleports uh into Which the is lab. really gross. Half human, half spider. Yeah, that is pretty gross. Anyway, go ahead. Which the doctor recognizes being one of Rachnos, a race thought wiped out billions of years ago by the fledging empires during the dark times of the universe. The Rachnos calls itself uh, calls itself Empress and is fashioned after a long. uh, Anyway, I guess I thought there was more in there about that. But anyway, she did seem to say or to to kind of suggest that it was the time lords or the uh, you know whatever to kind of uh, bring them to their doom yes chef mark she wants is. to add something else to the conversation so chef mark go ahead hey i just thought i would bring up at this point since you're talking about this you know this race ancient race of spiders it's interesting to note that in, in a lot of science fiction literature most notably in tolkien uh he talks about these spiders that are very very ancient race um in Lord of the Rings, there was a character called Shelob, which was the giant spider. Uh, 
Um, but Shelob is the last descendant of the ancient, ancient spider who was called Ungolia, uh, who basically ate up the world. She, she would create darkness wherever she went, and she would eat up anything uh, that, was, that had life. Why'd she um, have to be a woman? Why'd she have to be a she? Well, because it's the whole idea of the spider and, and it's the fertility. You know, you were talking about her children, right? I mean, it's the right. same kind of thing. They would, they would lay thousands and thousands of eggs. So it's a symbol of fertility, I guess. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, and in fact, it's interesting to see that um, there's a um, very famous statue at um, Roppongi in Tokyo, which is uh, it's this new um, skyscraper. It's the tallest building in Tokyo. And at the plaza, a giant uh, sculpture, which is a big, giant spider. And inside, you know, in the, in the main uh, body there, you see actually all the little baby eggs in there. It's a really interesting sculpture. Uh, so it's just interesting to know all these different uh, cultural and literary references to giant spiders. Yeah, and I recall, I do recall hearing of uh, the spider in, in the book, of the, the Hobbit. Right. They they had definitely a lot of stuff even in even in the hall, but but yeah, all over Tolkien, just like uh, Mark you had okay. said. So, um, but all I'm right. not a spider fan myself. Um, so we need to move off the spider <laughs> talk. I'm starting to get. We're just we're just itchy. shutting all of Mark's conversations down. <laughs> it's no, I mean Mark, you're Mark is brilliant, and he knows things that I would never know. Yes, I've seen Lord of the Rings, but I couldn't tell you that. I, I honestly I couldn't. No, you you've seen Lord. Yeah, I said I've seen saying. Lord of the gotcha. Rings, but I I couldn't tell you that. I, yeah, but um. Anyway, one but of I'm your, itching now. Are you Ew, itching? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I I thought this episode was pretty good. I am I'm very upset about the end. You know this this whole. I mean, the fact that he would even invite her. To be a companion? He's lonely. He just lost Rose. Right. Trust me, he would have brought her back. Gotcha. Yep. So anyway... uh, Maybe he recognized a loneliness in her that he's experiencing. Gotcha. Well, in the chat room, I just want to say hi to Michael Dean. He says he just stopped by for just a moment. So thank you, Michael. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's see here. We are going to move on to the next episode that we watched, okay. which was not necessarily a full-blown episode. It was a children in need uh, little thing that they did, and it was with Peter Davidson. It was. And Peter Davidson is amazing. Now, I, now I remember seeing him as a young doctor. Yes. You know? So he, he was the doctor that came right after Tom Baker. And I loved his character. It was very hard for me to to let go of Tom Baker, but he did an extremely well uh, job at this. Now, what's amazing is that Peter Davidson, he was the first guy I've ever seen on any sort of British television where I saw him in other shows. And I mean, I saw him in bunches of other shows. Okay. And so that was kinda, he's a working actor, <laughs> exactly. But it was it was really odd because I would sit there and watch him play a veterinarian or or on a show or something like that where he is not the doctor. It's like wait a sec, this is right. just too weird. Anyway, uh, the the episode that uh, that we're talking about is called Time Crash. It was it was a very brief episode, probably about nine or ten minutes at at max. And the idea is that this happened right after, or right after he left Martha, Martha. behind, and just before the Titanic, uh, 
crashes into the side of the TARDIS. And he basically runs into himself in a prior version and a a prior generation of himself. And I thought it was neat. One of a couple of things that I liked was the the humor that was involved. It was it was funny. Obviously, uh, they touched on making fun of the way that the old doctors I used love to the dress. Celery. <laughs> Not too many people can pull off a vegetable as an accessory. <laughs> and you just walk around with your vegetable on you. It, he, it was funny. It was. It was funny. And I love this. Like, I know who you are. And he's like, yep. Yeah. You're yeah. what you you're, you're, you're a fan. You're a fan. <laughs> that was very cool. That was very cool. And the oh, going back one second. Drop okay. here. Stop here. We'll come right back. Okay, going back one second. Um, the one thing that I didn't like is in the end of Runaway Bride. Mm. I did not like how the TARDIS took off. The TARDIS shot up into the sky. When? At the end of Runaway Bride. Oh, okay. It it didn't it didn't just disappear, it didn't just vanish. It shot up into the sky. Okay. And the TARDIS all of a sudden was the other thing that I didn't like is the TARDIS was doing the whole flying thing through the through the expressway. Well he said she doesn't do much flying. I know, but I just thought it was weird because that we had never seen I thought anything it was cool like that. Because before. I like well <laughs> That doesn't make it weird. That makes it new. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. Um, I, it was kind of like R2-D2 all of a sudden just like going all over the place. But although he did. R2-D2 I think he, does go all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. But what I liked about that scene on on the highway, since you brought it up, was the kids in the back of the car. Yes. That was in front of the cat of the of the cab because they're sitting there and they're yelling you you cannot hear them but you can read their lips and they're saying jump jump and then after she finally jumps and and she makes it they're like yay i mean it must be really funny to their parents who are in the front seat have no idea what's have going no on no clue what's going on although you would think that they would like look in the rearview mirror but hey eh, who knows can we time jump yeah back yeah right the- back into time crash now see how we did that just like doctor who yeah, my head's spinning okay so anyway uh they made fun of the the hat the glasses the hat the glasses that he doesn't need the the bald spot in the back of the head i'm <laughs> he's I'm i don't not, get I'm, to see myself from behind very often I'm not trying to be vain but could you wear that more often <laughs> That was funny. Um, and then what was the other thing? The um, I think that was pretty much it. Obviously, I th- yeah, I think that's it. I li- go ahead. But they no, go ahead. No, no, you were gonna say I like, and I want to hear that. I was, but it's at the end. No, go so. ahead. That we'll jump right there. All right, I liked the the end when okay, so Peter Davidson has finally realized that he's actually meeting another um, regeneration of himself. And they're they're talking, and he's and David Tennant says to him, "I loved being you, and I loved the things that I I got for, from being you." And he shows him hit the tennis shoes and the glasses. Yes, and I I really liked that part because you have to. I think that sometimes we forget as each new actor takes on the doctor, the doctor's still the doctor. So to say that this is what I took from being you. And okay, this is what I took from being you. I just I really like that that he is 
even though he is changing and, and regenerating, he is keeping parts of his old selves. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And what I have to imagine is if you look at David Tennant's age, okay, he's probably my age, maybe a little older. I don't know. But I would have to think he's probably about my age. And if you think about it, the statement that he made in this episode is that you were my doctor. Yeah. You know, just like Tom Baker is my doctor, mm-hmm. you know, he, you were my you, doctor. You could tell that David Tennant was saying to him and, and, and I don't care if that, line I wonder was, if that's why they chose him. I don't know. I, what do you mean? Peter Davidson. Oh, I don't know why they chose that particular. I don't, I don't know. Actor. But I, I, I that tell particular you, doctor, it was neat to see that scene because you could tell that David Tennant was not just delivering a line. He should Google he, David Tennant. He felt it. Why, what am I going to Google him for? Find out how old he is. All right. So uh, let's see here. Let's uh, pull up David Tennant and see if we can pull up some information on him. Should, right under his picture uh, should have he his was, birthday. He's 36 years old. So see? Good guess. April 18th, 1971. He is. What is he, that? That's McKenna's birthday. That's awesome. McKenna was born on David Tennant's birthday. There how you go. awesome is see that? that? How cool. So, she loves Doctor Who, too. And he is her doctor. <laughs> huh? And he is her doctor. Oh, yes. Yeah, wow. Doug, I, sometimes that, you have wow. to catch up with me. That and, one like, went hurts. way over my head. <laughs> that is true. David Tennant is going to be her doctor. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is cool. It rocks. I know. It's like, oh, because she, get this, my daughter is two. She's going to be three. She's going to be three in a month. Yes. So she is already so into Doctor Who. Doctor Who. We were were talking about, um, we were talking about watching a couple episodes. We were watching the series finale from season three, which was like three episodes long. And we watched the first one one night. And then we were going to watch the ex, the next one the next night. And we're, the kid, the, my other two were saying, you know, are we going to watch Doctor Who tonight? We're gonna, and I said, yes. And uh, she and, and McKenna comes out. She goes, the one with the bad man, <laughs> the one with the bad man, dad. And she's talking about the master. Right. It's like, man, she is so cool. She so gets this. She got it. She does. That she is like, so cool. But yeah, it. David Tennant is going to be her doctor. Yes. And one day, David Tennant will show up on a Doctor Who episode and <laughs> 34 years from now and and, and some our grandkids <laughs> some some little guy is going to be sitting there some guy that's not maybe not even born yet or maybe McKenna's age is going to be playing the doctor and they're going to look at David Tennant with this gray balding head and they're going <laughs> to say you were my doctor <laughs> he's going to pull out those thick black glasses ah oh. very cool i love david tennant i'm going to be very sad when we have to get a new doctor. Yeah. So be anyway, very sad. I, I would be very sad to lose David Tennant as the doctor. I, I'm i going to start a petition. You think so? <laughs> Bringing back. It needs to be like the longest running doctor ever. I wonder if we can We need to go back just, and find out how long the longest doctor was on. We need and, to reelect him for a second term. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see if we can make that happen. All right. We do have some listener feedback from not Doug in Atlanta. No. No. But someone close to Doug in Atlanta. I could not believe it. <laughs> Doug from Atlanta did not call. Although we did get this very nice call. Hello, this is Jennifer from Atlanta calling for the Doctor Who podcast. 
I am the eldest hooligan of Doug from Atlanta. And I have not, I have not called in before. I left commenting up to my dad. I will briefly comment on what my dad would call old news before getting to the main reason for calling. First, for the brief old news, Rose is definitely better than Martha, I think. Oh, I don't know. Stephanie, any thoughts on that? I still... I, I'm in love with Rose, so I, I still agree with you her. You agree? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like Martha. I do. I, I, re- I, I love Martha, but I still agree with her. All right. I, I think Martha is where it's at, but... It's the love story between them that makes Rose better. Oh, it's the love story between Martha and the doctor that makes things better. It's not a two-way street. It's not a two-way street, but... But it's there. I think. I think. Well, you know Martha- what? People know what you think, so let's hear what she thinks. All right, let's do that. Daleks reign supreme, may they live forever. And Cliff, you laugh funny. <laughs> yeah, I love how she does it. Daleks reign supreme. Daleks. Daleks reign supreme, and may they live forever. And Cliff, you laugh funny. That's good stuff. All right. That's no no comment. All right. Comment about last Christmas about. Last Christmas special that will leak over into this one. Um, Donna, she was great. Great for a one-time episode, I think. But I don't think for a companion. The main reason would be from, um, from the third doctor to the ninth doctor telling Rose to go home and at first, you know, but, um, and then later on with Martha, you know, he takes her home right after he thinks her trip is done. Because his companions, I think, need to prove themselves. Need to show the doctor that they're that they can, they're good friends with him. They get along with him well, and that they can um, deal with the uh, the different things for uh, the, the adventures and the monsters. Donna and Donna, I think, doesn't prove herself very well. Doctor, recent doctor, shows himself to be picky about people who are stupid. Um, or yeah. There was one with um with Rose where she found she brought a friend along and he didn't doctor wasn't a big fan of him because he didn't show a whole lot of intelligence so they brought him right back home there's the guy who got the big thing in his forehead you would snap it, your fingers and it would open up the other and the other one was Mickey the idiot as the doctor affectionately called him and he wasn't he didn't exactly like Mickey much either didn't like having him along. And then Donna comes along. She proves herself to be very thick, and yet he invites her to be his companion. This, I think, degrades the uh, position of companion, and I really think that that should be the right people that go with the doctor, not just anyone who happens to come along. This, um, this is what where it goes into this Christmas special. Astrid. I really did not like Astrid because the doctor, he has just met her. He doesn't know a thing about her. All she is is a server on this ship, and he invites her to come along on, with him on his TARDIS just because she, she wants to travel. She's always wanted to travel. Up until this point, I've, I'd always been thinking, you know, companion's a high-ranking position. You have to really prove yourself, show yourself to be worthy of the doc- to be the doctor's companion and that you can be a good, that your personality gets, goes on well with the doctor. But, and that I just didn't like very much about Astrid. And um, this episode in general, I did not like very much. It was 
the very first episode of Doctor Who that I have ever seen that I didn't like. I've watched old ones. I've watched clips on YouTube. I've read about the different episodes. Um, I've seen every episode from the between Christopher Eccleston and this this current Christmas special. And this is the very first one that I didn't like, and I just couldn't stand it either. I don't ever want to see it again, I don't think. Because another one was, it, I thought it was way over-dramatized, way more than any other Doctor Who episode I've seen, with the whole um, cyborg issue. And, you know, they were making way too big a deal about that. And the Doctor made way too big a deal about Astrid dying. Of course he doesn't like death, but he's seen a lot of it, and he acted like Astrid, this girl he just met, because of her death, something had been ripped out of him or something. So I thought the episode was overdone, and it was a combination of stuff we'd seen before. The storyline wasn't that great. Normally, I love Doctor Who. It's the most amazing thing ever. And um, I've definitely gotten all my friends into Doctor Who, because we have the DVDs. But this one particular episode, I had feelings strong enough that I decided to call in, instead of letting my dad do all the commenting. And... Perhaps I'll do some in the future. All right. Thank you. Bye. Wow. I have not seen that episode. Nope. With, but now that I know that Astrid dies, do I really need to watch it? <laughs> well, I don't think it's really going to hurt anything for us to know that. I was going to stop it as soon as I realized that she was talking about Voyage of the Damned, but I think we're going to enjoy that episode regardless one way or the other. Okay. So it's not really that big of a deal. But wow. What... What amazing feedback. She was very detailed, precise, in order. It's awesome. I love how she was just very... Right on. She had it all together. That was very cool. Thank you so much for calling in. And next week, we will be doing uh, Voyage of the Damned. And then, from what I understand, and I think just about one week from now, they are going to uh, release some... Or maybe I think they just released... Uh, Jeremy can tell us where when they released the season four promo. Can you tell me, Jeremy, is that when that was? Uh, and also, I want to know when does the new season start in the UK? So uh, that would be interesting to know as well. But uh, let's see here. Jeremy says it's already on YouTube, so we can probably do a, a look for that. And then, um, oh, somebody had a handheld camera in a theater and does anybody know when season four begins in the UK because that's what I want to know anyway um I just want to say one other thing the other night I was working late late at night here Stephanie and I of course have uh dug up a lot of the early episodes of Doctor Who you have just in case somebody might want to watch them with me and I was watching a, an old William Hartnell episode, which William Hartnell being the very first. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, now guest two is saying that it's going to be on April 18th on Sci-Fi, which I don't think that they would do the UK version that soon. So that must be a re-airing of season three. So, um, if anybody can confirm that. But anyway, I watched an episode of William Hartnell being the first doctor, and it was called The Romans. Okay. And that was very interesting. I would love to have you watch it with me. I don't know if you... Re- have you ever sat back and watched any of the old black and white movies from a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I th- I think you would get this. This I mean you would enjoy this. It's not like some of the older Doctor Who's. It, it's written in a completely different way. It's, it's more of like watching an old Vincent Price show, only a Doctor Who sci-fi. Okay. I think you might like it. You think I might? Yeah. Maybe we'll check it out. All right. So they're saying that uh, it's it's no, it's the it's the it's in the United States on April eighteenth. So very cool. Yeah, I thought that it already aired. I thought that season four already started in the UK. No, 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 not at all. Uh, so yeah, because okay. I, I had thought so as well, but no, it has not started yet. They're saying that it starts about a week or two earlier in the UK, and then. On April 18th, it starts on the Sci-Fi Channel here in the United States. Well, that rocks. That does rock. Too bad we don't have the Sci-Fi Channel. No, but we have um, other means of getting the K version. I just meant maybe we could get the Sci-Fi Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Which means it probably comes with other channels. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you like that? All right, folks. Thank you very much for coming and listening to our Doctor Who fan podcast. Thank you for those of you who joined us live. Chef Mark, please don't hate me for for completely trying to steer us away from the two conversations that you contributed to. I feel so horrible. Uh, well, I steered one, so... Hey, you know. what's going on with but our you music? Know what? Listen to that. I hear it. All right. You Chef know? Mark wrote in the chat room, I hate you forever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Mark, but I was kind of done talking about spiders. I got you. All right, folks, thank you very much. Until next time, join the The community. community.